you'll turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll start in 17. Verse 17. It was a beautiful song, Ruth. Thank you. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray, you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. In Him. That's the title of the message tonight is Be Reconciled to God. First, we need to know what reconciliation is. Reconciliation is a restoring to favor, a restoring to fellowship, peace between enemies. Atonement made. And here, God doesn't think like we think, and God doesn't do things like we do. Here, the offended, which is God, made total reconciliation. Accomplished by providing His own atonement, the Lord Jesus Christ, for our offenses. And all we do is keep offending. And he did it in a substitute. Because there's no way we could have done it. So why did God reconcile us to himself in Christ Jesus? Well, to really understand it, we need to go back where I love to go. And that's in the beginning. The covenant of grace. You just can't get around it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our triune God who is one. God the Father chose a people in Christ Jesus, His Son. He chose a people. To show His grace, His love, His mercy. To make His own. He sanctified them. Sanctified them, put them apart, 
separated them to himself for his own personal use. Christ accepted full responsibility for all those that God chose in him. The Father trusted him as our surety. Christ is the Holy One, the Faithful, the Righteous, the Just One. The only one qualified to do what He did. He's willing. As our kinsman Redeemer, He has to be willing and He has to be able. He's willing and He's able. Volunteered to be our substitute, our representative head. Why did they call him the lamb slain before the foundation of the world? God chose his atonement before he created. He chose a people and he chose an atonement, a reconciliation, a propitiation to appease his holy justice that was offended or would be offended God's purpose he purposed this he purposed the reconciliation of his elect before the world was why Christ as we said he's the only one the only one who met all the requirements that a holy God required for your salvation he's the only one the just and the justifier God demands for reconciliation a perfect obedience a perfect righteousness a lamb without spot and without blemish the lamb slain before the foundation of the world remember that because that is very important Before there was a sinner, God provided himself a lamb, a sacrifice, an atonement for sin to appease his holy justice that we offended. But not at the expense of his justice. God created, he created man in his own image. Called him Adam. Created him upright. He communed with him. And he provided everything for Adam. Even a helpmeet. Our mother Eve. But before he even made Eve. God commanded. He gave a commandment to Adam. In Genesis two sixteen, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And yet, yeah, yes, Satan deceived Eve. 
But she didn't send all of her descendants to hell, did she? The commandment was give of God was given to the man Adam. And when Adam took a bite of that apple, he loved the creation more than he loved the Creator. When he took that one bite of that apple that God told him not to, that one sin, God justice was offended. And he was in Adam. We are in Adam. We were in him. Our flesh, our fleshly nature come from Adam. We have that same shake your fist in God's face tell him I won't have you I'll be God I'll be wiser than you we became enemies to God in enmity with God he rightly justly is offended we sinned in Adam we fell in him and when we're born we're born in sin and that's all we do that's all we do we're bound by Satan we're drawn by our own lust because it says when when I'm tempted, when you're tempted of God, you don't say you're tempted of God because God does not tempt man with sin, to sin. He does not say it to sin. And he doesn't, you can't tempt God with sin. You, by your own lust and your love for sin, God leaves you alone. That's what you're going to choose by your nature. Just like your, our great, great daddy, whatever you want to call him, our first Adam. We're just like him. We're all condemned already. Even those that God chose in Christ in the beginning. We're born of Adam. Of his seed, right? We are. Our fleshly nature. Praise God, he did chose a people, right? We are guilty of offending the holy justice of God. And the wages of sin, God says, is death. There must be an atonement made. To be righteous, to be just before God, after you have offended <laughs> and sinned against Him. That's serious. <laughs> I mean, that's as serious as you can get. And all we do is sin. So, sinners, what can we do? What does Christ say? Christ told us, without me, you can do nothing. That's exactly what we can do.
nothing without him. We stand guilty. You can do nothing. All we do is sin and all we do is offend. Even in our best efforts that we think is good. Because we have no righteousness. The righteousness that we possess is filthy rags before God. He doesn't accept it. We sinned against him. God says so. Our works are evil. Even the plowing, it says, of the wicked is sin and it's an abomination to God. Even the plowing. Anything man does with his own hands, apart from God, apart from Christ, God finds abominable. We're guilty. We're without God and we're without Christ and we're without hope. Enemies against God. And sin will not go unpunished. God said he would not let sin go unpunished. God demands that we believe on his son. God demands justice satisfied. God demands atonement to be made. God demands a spotless lamb without blemish. God demands a perfect obedience. A perfect righteousness. That you and I do not have. Nor can we attain. And saying I'm sorry and getting down on your knees and crying and begging God to forgive you. Don't do it. There's nothing in you. Flesh cannot please God. Then the law was added. And the law exposed your sin. So you want to adhere to God's law? You want to, I'll obey it. I'll obey it. That's what the children of Israel said. You give us a law. You tell Moses, you go tell him, give us a law. And we'll do whatever he says. No, 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 no. The law was not made for a righteous man. The law exposes your sin and it says you're guilty before God. Guilty. It's all the law does is condemn you and say that you're guilty before God. We have broken God's holy law and we're guilty. So, O wretched man, who can deliver you from this body of death? You remember in the beginning? Told you it was important. You remember in the beginning? God chose a people in Christ. And He provided His own Lamb, His own atonement, His own reconciliation for the sins that those people would commit in Adam and in themselves. Oh, praise God. Isn't that wonderful? There's hope. There is hope. There is hope. We don't know who who God's elect are. God does. He's already chosen. And we offended Him.
The Lord Jesus Christ, the propitiation. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, no forgiveness of sins. Therefore, God sent His Son. Galatians 1, 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. He provided His Lamb. God chose people in Christ before the world was. And there is hope for God's chosen elect. And this is all God. This is all His work. All of His purpose. That last Adam. He made Him our surety. He's our substitute. He's our representative head. Right? By one man's disobedience, that first Adam, many were made sinners. We all made sinners. So by the one obedience of that one shall many be made righteous. Look at what God has done for us. He was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. You turn over to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Very familiar passage. But so beautiful. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised, crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He made peace. Between God and man. This God man Jesus Christ. And with his stripes we are healed. All we are like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him. The iniquity of us all. All of his chosen. We. He. Was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears was dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison. And from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people. God says. Was he stricken? And he was made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. He knew no sin. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Through all that suffering on the cross. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, crush him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, 
he shall see his seed. Oh, we were chosen in him. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This is about Christ getting in God, getting his glory. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. That propitiation. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. Look what he's done for us. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of all that God gave him, and made intercession for the transgressors. He prayed for us while he was suffering on that cross. Let's look a little closer at our text here. How did God reconcile you to himself in Christ? Can't read it enough. He made. <laughs> what did he do? And as the brother said last last week, there's no explaining this. What a God thing to do. I mean, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him you can't explain it there's there's but well we believe it and we praise God for it on the cross at Calvary the Lord Jesus Christ our substitute and remember he's holy he's just sinless blameless that spotless pure lamb before God chosen of God he is God's son he is God he is God the only begotten of the father there on the cross God took what belonged to us what do we have <laughs> Well, we have sin. That's all we are. That's all we know. We loved it. We love it now. But he took what belonged to us. Not only, not only you, but all of your brothers and sisters. Every one that God chose in him and gave to him. He took every one of their sins and all that guilt. How did he crush him? He crushed him that guilt of sin. That shame. What did he say? Hated, he despised the shame, but for that joy, he went to the cross. All the punishment that you and I and every one of God's elect deserve and have earned was put on him. God made Christ to be sin for us who knew no sin. He never sinned. Under all that suffering and all that 
pain and punishment, not only the physical, but so much more. He who knew no sin, God manifest Himself in flesh. <laughs> Lower than the angels. He created all of us. He created everything. And He came in the form of a man. A sinful, in the likeness of a sinful man. Yet He knew no sin. He was born under the law just like we are. Tempted just like we are. And he took away our sins. Because God took what was Christ. His perfect obedience that he brought in. His perfect righteousness that only he could bring. God took that. Not only that, but all the grace. Grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. Only way to God, the Father is through the Son. All grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. And all the blessings and the promises that God gave Him, God made them ours in Him. In Him. Our life is hid in Him. Read it again. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made. That's a promise of God. The righteousness of God in him to every believer, everyone who believes on his son, all of his elect. That's mercy. That's love. There's no greater love. Oh, the love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He came to redeem God's elect. The shepherd, the great shepherd, laid down his life for the sheep. He put our sins away. The only one who could. He cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He made him to be sin. And God poured out His wrath on him. We read, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was delivered for our offenses. That's why He was there. To save His elect. To redeem them. To take away their sins. God plunged the sword of justice into Him. And that precious, that precious atoning Blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. He shed His blood. Poured from His side. And while He suffered, He prayed for us. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And He still intercedes for us. He still prays for us. So we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. But He forever intercedes for us. And when He said it is finished, He alone accomplished all that the Father had given Him to do. He fulfilled 
the law. He became a curse because cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He became a curse for us. He fulfilled the law, put an end to the law, made it holy, made it honorable, made it just. It's already holy, he made it honorable. And he who is life gave up the ghost. And he died. And as Ruth sang, we died in him. Because remember, he's our surety. God did that in eternity before the world was. He made him that surety. He chose us in him. And he trusted him to be our surety. Because God loved us from the beginning. He never stopped loving us. God doesn't change. He doesn't lie. He chose you in His Son. He loved you. Never stopped loving you. Look what He's done for you. God, in Christ, reconciling, and you know better, you know better, it's not the whole world. God didn't die for everybody. If it was the case, wouldn't say he hated Esau there's you one that's all you need to know he hated one one of them ain't going to heaven he didn't die for everybody he wouldn't shed his precious blood for anybody he did it for those that God gave him in the beginning those are the ones he made him a surety of and a substitute in our federal representative head and he was buried and we were buried in him and according to the scripture which are all about him he arose the third day victorious over Satan sin, death, all his enemies to be made his footstool and because he lives our life is hid in him he was raised again for our justification the just and the justifier of all the elect. He was seen of many. He was seen of the disciples. And he told them, It's expedient that I go. And he ascended back into heaven to the Father and to the Holy of Holies because he's going to send a comforter. One like me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We got one God. Three distinct offices, persons. However, I'm sure any way I say it is wrong. Because who can describe that? (laughs) Three distinct persons in one Godhead. And God says, in Christ is all the Godhead bodily. He's going to send a comforter. And the high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, which is Lord Jesus Christ, when he ascended up to heaven as our high priest, he offered himself, that lamb slain before the foundation of the world, that God had already purposed for his atonement, already chosen to be his atonement, our propitiation, our reconciliation, 
offered himself to the Father, his body, his blood, his atoning blood, the precious blood, the sacrifice for atonement for the sins of all that God gave him. The only sacrifice God would ever accept to appease, to satisfy his holy justice that we offended. While we were still sinners, while we're still offending. God is satisfied with his son. And he can now look upon us. Because he's made peace. Because he's put away our sins. He's imputed his righteousness to us. By grace, you're saved. Through that faith that God gives you to believe on him. And that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works. Well, no better than that. There's nothing that we can do to please God. God pleased himself in his son. That substitute, that reconciliation, that atonement accomplished by Christ alone. His one-time atoning sacrifice of himself, his blood paid the ransom for our souls. He paid the price. He met all the requirements that God required for you to have salvation. And your salvation is Jesus Christ. Now God's judgment embraces our salvation. God will not let sin go unpunished. And the punishment for sin is death. Christ died for his elect. He paid the price with his blood to reconcile you to God, to himself. Now God can look on us. as that beautiful song that Ruth sang in him. God looks at you and His Son. That blood washed you. Took away those sins. Only He could do it. And those robes of righteousness that He puts on you. You remember the prodigal son? Get the robes. Get the best robes. Put them on Him. He sees his son. He was made, he has made us acceptable and perfect before God in him. 1 John 4, verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us 
and sent his son to be the propitiation that sin taking away substituting sacrifice for our sins beloved God so loved us we ought also to love one another we can now love God in Christ Romans 3 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through the faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus God has reconciled us to himself in Christ Jesus we're no longer enemies of God we're the friends of God but that's not all they get in verse 20 alright don't let me lose my place here verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God telling us to be reconciled to God how do we do that again God Christ Jesus said without me you can do nothing this is all of God because verse 17 says if therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new if any man be in Christ you are a new creature you are a new creation God didn't take your flesh no he made a new creature in you. born again made you a new creature in Christ Jesus When God predestinated us to be adopted children of God. Unlike earth, you know, when we adopt someone, we give them our name. He gave us our name. We're called the righteousness of God. He is the righteousness of God. And he calls us the righteousness of God. He also makes us partakers of his divine nature he gives us his nature he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus Christ <laughs> he got his nature yeah we still drag the old flesh around it's there <laughs> it never it ain't going away till God kills it Praise God, he's going to, going to one of these days. It's going to be gone. We ain't going to have to worry about it. Yeah, we're sin. We do nothing but sin. We 
but it doesn't have dominion over us now. (laughs) So we're under grace. We're under God's grace. Grace and truth came by that substitute, that propitiation, that reconciliation, that atonement. Jesus Christ, His Son. You see? Isn't that great? (laughs) A new creature. While we're still here. You are now under grace. Romans 6, 3. Let's turn there. Let's turn real quick to Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. And we'll read down to, to 14. Okay. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death? Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death. And like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in the newness of life. We're new creatures. If ye in Christ. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, no, we're not like we're going to be. But God has already purposed it. It's as good as done. Christ has accomplished it. It's done. We're just waiting, aren't we? We're hoping. We can't wait. We're hoping. We're looking for that hope that He is going to make us what He has promised. For He that is dead is freed from sin. (laughs) Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. Isn't that beautiful? Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, look at here, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin unto sin but alive unto God well there he is through Jesus Christ our Lord let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof now we know we're hopeless we're nothing without him neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God Be ye reconciled as those that are alive from the dead (laughs) and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Thank God. Look what he's done. For ye are not under the law. You're under grace. You are under the grace of God. He does not impute your sins to you because Christ redeemed you. Christ paid for all your sins. 
He either did or he didn't. You either believe it or he don't. You can believe it or not. He did. You're believing it don't make it so. God's saying it makes it so. Brothers and sisters, if he puts if he chose you in his son, and he sanctified you in him, and he sent him to die for you on that cross, don't take it in vain. God himself in Christ <laughs> reconciling you unto himself. He died on that cross. He suffered everything that you and I that we could never do. It would have took an eternity and we'd never done it. He did that for all of the, his elect. He shed his blood to atone for your sins, to for, for forgiveness of sins, to appease the holy justice of God that we offended. The God that we sinned against. And how did he do it? For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Mm. All right. Now, you have Christ in you. You are in Him. You have the promises of God in Christ. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is a gift that God gives all of His elect, all His that believe on Him, His Holy Spirit in you. You are now partaker of that divine nature. You have Christ nature, the Spirit. You are taught of God the just shall live by faith that faith that he gives you you are not your own when you are bought with his blood he ransomed you he paid for you you're his no matter if you like it or not you go and scream and cry and shout about it but he's going to bring you down he's going to show you you're His. If He puts you in Christ, if he, if he chose you in Christ Jesus, you will. You're not your own. You are sanctified by God. That Holy Spirit seals that. It's like that king taking that seal. You're mine. And nobody's going to break that seal. Nobody can take you out of His hand. Once you're in there, you ain't going nowhere. Look what he done from eternity. Done purposed it. Purposed it in eternity. God said. God did. What God does, he does forever. All the scriptures were written. Telling of Jesus, the Messiah, that would come in the flesh and accomplish it. Accomplish all that God had purposed him to do to save his chosen elect. Oh, we accomplished it. It's done. It's finished. And when it pleases God, when it pleases God, he reveals it to you. Makes it known. And only he can do that. Only he can do that.
The just shall live by faith. You're not your own. You're sanctified by God for His own personal pleasure and use. He is holy. He has made you holy in Him. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. He's put his seal on you, and you are under grace. And he has made you free from your sin. In Christ Jesus. Free to serve. He's made you free to serve the living God. We just read about that. Because he's given us that liberty, that freedom. He has delivered us from our sins. He has delivered us from Satan, from death, the fear of death. From all his enemies, and all his enemies are your enemies. And you are his enemy. He's freed you from yourself. <laughs> God has ordained your footsteps. Psalms 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Ephesians 2, 10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. There's that dirty word that everybody knows that we, we know. That's not our works. What did it say? We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. We're under grace. Unto good works. Not your filthy works. Not your abominations. No, this is what God has said that He has ordained you to walk in. You're His. The Spirit of God is in you teaching you. Teaching you all things. All things necessary for your salvation. He's teaching you. Christ. He keeps pointing back to Christ. He gives you that faith. The faith looks to Christ. He's our object of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is our faith. We look to Him. That faith, the just live by faith, He justified you. He made you righteous before God. By His sacrifice, His blood atoning, He cleansed you. You're in Him. You got His nature. He's teaching you. What's he teaching you? He said he was going to conform you. He predestinated you to be conformed to the image of his son. Be like Christ. Not be Christ. But be like him. You imitate him. He's your father. He's your big brother. He's your Savior. He's your Redeemer. He's your Lord. He's your Master. He's your Kinsman Redeemer. We could go on and on. All in all. There ain't nothing that He ain't that's good. It's all of God in Christ. So He's appointed you unto good works. 
God accepts your works in Christ. Not on your own. (laughs) Not your works. No. He accepts what He has ordained for you to do in Christ. And what are we here for? What are we here for? We're going to be like Him, Christ. What did Christ do? What did He do for you? What did God do for you in Christ? Comfort you. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. We comfort each other. We're supposed to love each other. We can't do that. I can't do that. Matter of fact, the more God shows me, the more sinful I see I am. The more vile and horrible I am. I can't do nothing apart from God. I can't. But in Him, we have His nature. God loved you for the foundation of the world. Chose you in His Son. Predestinated you to be conformed to His image. You have Christ in you. The hope of glory. God's given you His Spirit. The Holy Spirit has sealed you. He sealed you. Protects you. Preserves you. Keeps you. Yes, that's all we do is sin. We're still in this flesh. We have Christ in us. And we're in Him. We are to do what? To love one another. I'm as more guilty than anybody for not doing that. But in Christ, you can do it. Go to the throne. Go to Him. We live by faith that He's given us in Him. Ask and you shall receive. Pray, but you pray in vain. You don't waver. What are we praying for? What, what should we pray for? What are we here for? To serve one another. To love one another. Everything that we've just talked about here. Tell what God has done for you in Christ. You want to see God glorified. You want to see the Son of God magnified. You want to see Him lifted up. God put Him above all, gave Him a name above all. He's sitting on His throne and He's ruling and He's reigning and resting because His work's done. But He's our mediator. He's our intercessor. Doing it all for us. He always has. He always will. Till our faith becomes sight. And then we're just going to be like Him. We're going to know Him as we're known. That's the hope that He gave us. He gave us faith. Right? He gave us hope. Right? And charity. Love. And He said without love, you don't have any other two. Faith without love ain't nothing. Hope without love, love to God. And we read that. Not that we loved Him. Because we didn't hate Him. But that He loved us first. And was propitiation. So we are here to serve our God. To do His will. In Christ. 
Not your works. <laughs> no, 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 no. That ain't what we're talking about. Mm-mm. No, it's just like it's water. Okay? Take a drink of this water. Billy's going to take a drink of water. Now, lost man, Billy took a drink of water. But you and I know, don't we? We know better. Took a lot to get that glass of water here tonight. And me here at this time. Did you know God purposed that? He purposed everything that went into making that. And for it being here, He created me. He purposed me to be here and to drink that water. Not only that, He gave me the ability. He gave me the first for that water. Gave me the ability and the strength and the know-how to put it to my lips and take a drink of it. And He's the one that will either make it he determines what it's going to be, right? Whether it's going to be good for me or bad. I don't take any glory for drinking that drink of water. It's not mine. He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. God purposed your salvation from eternity. You to be reconciled to himself. First Corinthians one twenty one, for after that in the wisdom of God the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God doesn't need anybody, but that's the way he purposed it. And when he puts you in Christ and makes a new creature in you, he accepts your works. Not your works, the works that he has ordained you to do in Christ. It's all of God. It's all God's word. It's all God's elect. It's God who sends the messengers. It's God's message. It's his grace. It's his glory. It's, and he uses he, he, it pleased him to use one will you uh, brother uh, Crabtree I think uh, is, has said this before is one poor vile sinner telling another poor vile sinner about our great God and Savior it is God speaking through you so how can you be reconciled to God by faith that he gives you believing on his son Believing that what he said and what God, what Christ has accomplished is, is true. It's enough. It's what God requires for your salvation. You rest in Christ's finished works. Under grace. Under God's grace. It is God that made you able to believe by faith. He chose you. He draws you to him. He gave you faith. And spiritual life so that you could understand the things of God. He's spirit. He's not flesh. Christ is God-man. But he never ceased being God. He gave you spiritual life to understand spiritual things. And he gives us that faith and that hope and that love in him. And he saved you to the othermost. 
because he is salvation. He's the only way to the Father. And God will not share his or give his glory to another. The Holy Spirit working in you to do of his will and good pleasure. Now he, God Almighty, the omnipotent, sovereign God, by his free, sovereign grace in Christ Jesus, has reconciled you to himself, made you a new creature in Christ, give you the gift of his Holy Spirit, you're taught by God. He has made him unto us wisdom, sanctification, righteousness, and redemption. Glory in the Lord. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has taught us and revealed it to us right here in the scriptures. He has committed unto us, his elect, his church. The church is the body, the bride of Christ. Christ is our head. We can do nothing without him. Christ is our head. And God has entrusted the church, his elect, because he's put his word in us. It's written on our hearts and on our minds. That covenant of grace with His word of reconciliation. The gospel of God. He has made us ambassadors, it says, for Christ. We are representatives of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is not our home. Israel is not a holy place on this earth. The Jews, God cast them off. We are the true Jews, the real Jews. Our home is the real Jerusalem, the real Israel. It's Christ. It's heaven. We are His people. Predestinated to be conformed to the image of His Son and adopted children of God. So preach this word. It's in you. If He's revealed it to you, then go tell. Go tell what God has done for you, what Christ has done for you. When God sends His messenger with His message, It's not that vile creature standing in front of you that's doing anything other than being an instrument. If it's not God speaking through that person, then it's not of God. It's just vain babble. As though God did beseech you by us, God speaking through us. And what a blessing and a privilege and an honor that is. That we go in the authority of God, sent by Him with His Word. Brethren, believe Jesus Christ. Trust Him and adore Him. Bow down to Him and submit yourself to serve the living God, the one who loved you and gave His life for you. You owe Him. (laughs) You can't ever repay it. You're owned by God, and He uses you for His 
own will and good pleasure. And that is, he's still saving his elect. They're still out there. Your brothers and sisters are out there. And they need what? They need to hear the, they need to hear the Word of God. They need to hear the hope that's in you. Study to make yourself approved, right? So that you can give someone, tell them about the hope that's in you. What is that hope? It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's your only hope. Your only hope is Christ. We preach Christ crucified. And God makes us willing and able in Him, by His grace, through His Holy Spirit. I'm going to wrap this up. Only God can reveal Himself to a lost sinner. And He does it through His Son, Jesus Christ. And He does it by sending preachers to preach His Word. And only God can. Only God can reveal Himself. We are recipients. That's all we are, is recipients. We do nothing. We contribute nothing. We add anything or take anything away from it. It's not of God. It's all of God. It's all of Christ. It's all by that faith that He gives us in Him. For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. He did it all for us, for all for His glory. And in His appointed time, beloved, He reveals it. He reveals Christ in you, the hope of glory, when it pleases God to everyone that He chose in His Son, He will reveal Himself to them. He will bring them into His light out of their darkness. And He'll be their salvation. He has brought us peace with our Father. We look to God. And look what He's done for us in His Son. We look at Christ because our faith looks to Him. That witness, that Holy Spirit that is in us witnesses with our spirit and tells us about our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what He has accomplished for us. And this is all so outside of us. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible for man, but it's not impossible for God. He loved us and He gave His self for us that we might be made the children of God in Him. So what do you do? You shout it from the rooftops. You study. You don't forsake the gathering of yourselves like so many of us have before. It's no good. You've got to be around God's people. You've got to be around His Word. God sends His messengers and He sends His message through them and that's how He does it. And we should listen. We should come ready to eager to listen. He has reconciled us to Himself in Christ Jesus. And he, we are made to be His friends who were once enemies. He has restored us to Himself in Christ.
So he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. It is Christ who died. It's Christ who rose again. And he reigns on his throne. And you can go to him. He will succor you. He will help you in your time of need. Because we can't do it. Now by faith in Jesus Christ and by the grace of God, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. May God get His glory. Amen.